So, laws of life. When we're not aware of the laws of life, some events seem miraculous to us. We can't understand why they happen. Others seem normal, and we do not consider them important. There are others that seem so absurd and unacceptable that we go so far as to consider the possibility that the universe does not exist. We're unable to administer human society. What really happens, however, is that most people have not yet learned how to recognize the signs divinity. Divinity uses to express itself to enable us to recognize the law of and perfect order of the universe. This means that we are witnessing the result of the ignorance of many people who battle against the laws of life, wasting most of the opportunities there are to learn how to reach high levels of human and social satisfaction. An awareness of the laws of life leaves an individual with very few chances of avoiding situations that exceed their capacity for action, which on many occasions become repetitive, leaving them unable to do anything about it except grumble and complain about their bad luck. In fact, it is not bad luck, but just that they are experiencing the results of unconsciously disobeying the laws of life. In the same way, we see that many people miss the best opportunities simply by, because they do not know how the laws of life operate. Being aware of the laws of the universe and the laws of life enable us to develop the skills of transmuting our destiny into mission, thus succeeding in turning adverse circumstances into opportunities for learning and teaching, voluntarily balancing our destiny and our mission, and in this way obtaining maximum benefit from the experience of life. The skill is developed by learning how to recognise in our daily existence, a number of clear indicators, inner ones, happiness, peace and love, and outer ones, relationships with others, health, resources and adaptation. There are numerous laws of life. We're going to focus on the four main, 14 main ones. The law of warning, the law of opportunity, the law of two, or law of inquiry, so the law of three, perseverance versus stubbornness. The law of communicating vessels, the law of cause and effect, the law of saturation, the law of generation, the law of compensation, the law of sharing, the law of affinity, the law of emptiness, empty spaces, the law of options of love, the law of understanding. The law of warning. Nothing happens in our lives that has not been previously announced, although at times we have difficulty seeing the warnings, the red flags. When we begin to understand what learning of life is, our ideas become clearer and mental confusion disappears, making way for new experiences. Problems begin to be seen as opportunities for learning. What was difficult becomes easy, and the appropriate tools are required to establish excellent relationships, stabilise physical health, achieve abundance and prosperity, and enjoy life immensely. Anywhere, doing any activity that we're meant to do. Educators' purpose with regard to their children and pupils is to make learning as easy as possible for them, starting always in the simplest examples and exercises. However, when the students, for some reason, commit errors of omission, wasting life's opportunities, or excess doing something they are not intended to do, and each time the circumstances around them will present a higher level of difficulty. They'll be warned of this frequently by fathers, mothers, teachers, friends, bosses, by someone who life has placed on our path with expressions like, if you don't make the most of studying now, when you're young, it'll be very hard for you to do later. If you don't do your homework, you can't watch television. You know life is very hard when you're poor. Those are ignorant. Limit their chances of being successful in life. Life like educators also intends our learning to be at least traumatic as possible. However, our ignorance, stubbornness, pride and learned limitations often lead us to face situations that are increasingly difficult and at times dramatic due to the inability to observe, read and obey the signs of life that manifest in the law of warning. When this happens, we complain about bad luck, 
designing ourselves to our destiny without knowing that each of us is the architect of our own destiny. And that is designed in accordance with our own level of ignorance. Life warns us of what we're not meant to experience. Life gives us advance warnings about difficulties that we can avoid if we are prepared to follow the order of the universe. Otherwise our lives will become complicated, give us another opportunity to learn to obey the laws. For something to be classified as a warning, there has to be a block, i.e. something that does not work, that does not flow in any way. And there are difficulties, but we observe that nevertheless things are making progress, albeit slowly, we'll know that we can work in that direction. And we learn from life in a simple and pleasant manner, and even enjoy the learning, we forget about the free will, we devote ourselves to obeying the laws of warning, disobeying the law will always be a cause of suffering. It is only the way that those who are ignorant, disobedient, arrogant, stubborn and proud have of discovering the existence of the law. And how? By confronting it with their high ideas and freedom, independence, sufficiency, in order to finally discover that the only way of freeing themselves from all pain, conflicts and suffering is to obey the law. Suffering ends in the limit of our ignorance. That is where our understanding begins. The law of warning is designed to avoid us futile suffering and manifest in a very subtle way through simple and apparently insignificant details that generally arise in sequences of three or more warnings, such as inconvenient telephone calls that delays us, losing a key, punctured tire, a roadblock, or a cancelled flight. In these situations, we usually complain, why does this happen to me? When life is merely warning us about something, that we should not keep that appointment or go that trip. On other occasions, the law of warning speaks to us about business deals, investments, relationships, health, etc. It also manifests in certain repetitive situations in which we always make the same mistake or adopt the same attitude or reaction, paying no attention to the warning. It is that then that life leads us to experience much harder things in order to succeed in teaching us new attitudes to life because the easier trials are not sufficient to induce understanding and change in attitude. The possibilities of the law of warning are almost infinite. However, there is one trait that defines them fairly accurately, but in most cases, they appear as details that are apparently unrelated into the situation, which can only be interpreted by the person for whom they are intended due to the relationship between the warning and the intended action. For example, if someone tells us something about a place without knowing that we intend to go there. They speak to us about business without knowing that we're thinking of setting it up. On other occasions, people we do not know tell us things that are related to the situations we are experiencing, or otherwise, what we were thinking of doing is blocked. A distinction must be made between a sense of warning and fear. Though at times it's a form of protection, in the majority of cases, fear becomes an obstacle, particularly in the relationship between parents and children, and in general between persons who have a sentimental relationship. In these cases, what predominates is the fear of losing, and those involved cannot be objective in their feelings. That fear is not a warning, it's a mental limitation. Generally, the greatest satisfactions that we have in life are obtained precisely by doing things we are afraid of. Difficulties or an opportunity to learn something, a challenge, whereas fear is one of the great limitations for developing our inner potential and achieving success and satisfaction in life. The law of opportunity. Opportunity is always present. Some people take advantage of it and are successful, while others battle against life and failure, unfairness or bad luck. It's not that someone who has failed is unlucky, it's that they are not within the law. They do not know or they do not know how to be governed by it. And they violate it unknowingly. It is not that someone has, who is successful is lucky. It is that they are flowing with the law, even if they do not know it. A wise person flows with the law knowingly. Everything just goes well for them. 
successful people do not place limitations on what life offers them. For example, they accept a job, even if the function seems difficult to form, even if it's poorly paid, even if it takes a lot of effort, even if initially they do not know how to do it. The real opportunity is the opportunity to learn. If what we do, say and think, is not consistent, we create a disorder in the flow of the universe and everything is blocked for us. If we rebel against our functions and we do not value it, resources are blocked. The same way as if we refuse to receive because we do not deserve thing we deserve it or feel guilty. If we do not adapt to where we live and we try to find another function in a different city or a different country and everything becomes difficult, the best thing is to give up that idea of leaving to get out of the block and decide instead to adapt to where we are. Another reason why resources may become blocked is because we interfere in other people's destiny and play the good guy. Paying someone else's debts, for example, the intention goes against the laws of the universe, which will block us from trying to interfere. Only by understanding can we clear the, clear the way. Just as the law of warning helps us to avoid unnecessary problems in life, the law of opportunity offers us the possibility of finding great satisfactions or solutions. Both laws are recognised in the small, subtle details of life. Many people reject opportunities because they mistakenly think, this is not for me. I don't like it. It's not my turn. There's not a good atmosphere. There's no motivation. I'm not appreciated. I can't stand it anymore. And in that way, they miss the best opportunities that life offers them. An opportunity may present itself with simple signs. Like, for example, someone asking us a favour. A boss telling us to do a job we've never done. Or someone we do not know giving us a card. Or someone who can help us. Taking advantage of the opportunities involves doing whatever we decide to do with our energy and love. As though it was the most important thing in our lives. Or as though we were doing it in person we love the most. Without the kind of work it is or where we do it or who we are doing it for mattering at all. This way we'll put the law in our favour. Results in our lives may be surprising. Let us consider an example. Someone had made great efforts to finance his degree in psychology. Could not find a job as a psychologist. One day he was offered a very low lowly paid job. But little by little his workmates began to tell him their problems. They found his advice very useful. It seemed unfair to him not to be paid for doing this. And the company, psychologists, did not resolve the cases. Because he knew the laws of the universe, he continued to work with enthusiasm, helping everyone who was sent to him free of charge. Magically, the psychologist handed in her resignation, and he was hired to take her place. And the universe will put it in place for you. Then we've got the law of two, the law of inquiry. Life always has the answers ready whenever we inquire. So you've got to ask. The law of two manifests through a binary language, yes or no. That is recognised what is facilitated and what is blocked. The law is only responds to questions that are asked by means of action. The universe does not respond to inertia. We must ask about what is meant for us during the action. We should not assume anything. We use the ability to inquire. Ask. Inquiry isn't the same as the law of asking. So, so that we do not stray from the Logical process is governed by the law of evolution, by using our free will, we discover that life blocks what is not meant for us. Whereas it does not, it, it, sorry, whereas it does allow us to follow that path if instead it is meant for us. Our inquiry actions should be directed at obtaining life's response, which may be different than the one we want. Therefore, we're going to look for a job. We'll look at the companies that we like the most, as well as the ones we like the least. Sometimes life has great satisfaction in store for us, whether Personality refuses to work. Sometimes it's precisely there where they 
conserve the most, who fulfilled as human beings. The only way to find out is to inquire of life. <coughs> However, in order to follow a logical order in the process of inquiring of life, we suggested that we always start our questions. It's just fallen completely. It's always important. The only way to find, find out is to inquire of life. However, in order to follow a logical order in the process of inquiry of life, it is suggested that we always start our question by directing them other things or experiences we'd much like to obtain. For a reasonable period of time, we do not obtain affirmative answers, then it is important to inquire about things we have been refusing to consider as an option for our lives. It's also important to establish timeframes for each inquiry. That is to say, that although the internal answer may have been a no, it's possible that it is not at the right time. So you can ask again in a month or in six months or a year. Inquiry actions can be very varied, because we can inquire anything of life, from what to study, where or eat, how to enjoy ourselves, where to travel, where to work or live, what businesses to set up, how and with whom to have relationships. To stay within the law, we must use what we possess and enjoy what life gives us. In this case, I want, as a tool of inquiry, is healthy. If we want something, when we ask for it, we receive it. It was not a simple I want. But a necessity for our function is our need. If on the contrary, we do not receive it, we'll dispose of it, because we are being told that is not what we need. By doing this exercise, we put to an end conflicts and mental dualities. <laughs> so the law of three, perseverance versus stubbornness. The law of three allows res responsible perseverance with regard to life's options and our personal expectations. However, on many occasions, what we have is not perseverance but stubbornness. In the face of certain circumstances in which the law of warning is telling us no. When we have a doubt about giving a situation, the wisest course of action is to make at least three attempts. To make sure and to ensure that it is not lack of perseverance. And of course, each time to observe the results obtained. If some progress can be seen, however small, the purpose is chances of success. But if on the contrary, stagnation or backward movement is observed, it is better to desist from the purpose to avoid falling into stubbornness or disobedience of the law. However, if we're still not sure of the answer, we can try up to a maximum of seven times, because stubbornness will only lead us to achieve what we want, not what we need for our development. The law of three is the law which streamlines the use of vital energy. At times we can achieve what we want for a very high cost, or wasting energy uselessly, because such situations contribute little to our learning. A typical example of wasting vital energy is to Try and change someone else, because that is impossible. There are no good or bad businesses, jobs or places. Just those that are not right for some people, and others, they're right for. Learning to distinguish between these situations can save us a great deal of energy and suffering in life, because where one person fails, another is successful. What is an excellent business for one person can be worse for another. The best way of knowing what is right for us is to use the law of three. Life has a specific function for each person. The law of communicating vessels. The law manages the loss or the taking of energy because only someone who has can give. Anyone who does not have can only receive. We often waste a great deal of energy without realising it, find ourselves exhausted by certain people, situations, jobs or external or internal conflicts 
and we will show this is explained by a principle of physics called the law of communicating vessels. A person's mental balance depends on their vital energy levels, enthusiasm, joy, optimism, and the ability to seize opportunities to achieve a successful life. In every sense, and directed related to high levels of energy. Inversely, people who are pathetic, apathetic, depressed, sad, frustrated, or defeated have very low levels of vital energy. When a person with a high energy level interacts with those whose levels are very low, their vital energy flows towards their lower energy and may leave them feeling totally exhausted without knowing why. The law of communicating vessels applies to all situations in our lives and is one of the great secrets of wisdom. The level of vital energy we have available for benefiting from life's experiences and achieving immense levels of satisfaction in every sense depends on managing this law. Managing the law of communicating vessels appropriately requires us to be very careful when selecting our friendships, relationships, businesses, where we live, work, places we go to, and the thoughts we accept. In addition, we have to train ourselves constantly to manage the feelings and negative emotions that arise spontaneously in the presence of certain individuals, situations, or news that we receive in order to not give energy away involuntarily. It's not what you know, but who you know. So if we're with people who are depressed or unsuccessful or in dramatic situations, we may possibly observe, we must turn off the tap of feelings and emotions and only do what we must from our understanding. Otherwise our energy will immediately diminish. If someone needs help, we can give them enthusiasm, support, energy, but we must act wisely, avoiding suffering. But if we get involved and do not turn the tap off, we will never have sufficient inner peace to be able to help others. It's very important to manage our feelings voluntarily, not automatically, thereby ensuring that it is not our feelings that manage us, and little by little, to replace feelings with the understanding of love. Feelings are a double-edged sword, because today they are positive, and tomorrow they may be totally negative. That is, they have a complicated duality. However, understanding has no duality, and enables us to act wisely and think clearly. Everyone is responsible for their vital energy. If we allow our energy to become destabilized, we will no longer have access to our centers for understanding and wisdom. Vital energy falls or rises, depending on how we manage our thoughts, feelings and emotions. The biggest energy thief is not outside us, but inside. It lives in our mind, it's called ego. The ego steals alarming amounts of energy, and it blames others, and when it worries unnecessarily, it fills us with stress and anxiety, and uses the negative thoughts. It feeds on suffering and ignorance, and is therefore necessary to cleanse the mind, stop suffering, and escape from ignorance with wisdom-related information. Light is equivalent to vital energy and attitude of mind. A person's mental attitude is one of love, joy, and enthusiasm. They're generally not, bad, not vulnerable to the darkness of the vampires or energy things, because the latter do not like such an attitude and they go elsewhere. But if we are in a depressed frame of mind, we will be much more vulnerable because we are the match for all the types of dark situations in terms of lack of mental clarity. This in turn prevents us from finding job opportunities or from being able to generate anything because we're in a state of low energy. The best way of overcoming a difficult and maintaining high energy is to, persist, is to persist in expressing joy and smiling at life. The main fact of smiling generates endorphins and increases energy. In contrast, expressing bitterness, sadness, frustration, or apathy secretes other chemicals in the body and increase depression and reduce energy. Though it seems incongruous, we must fill ourselves with joy in the face of difficulties in order to be able to resolve them. If we fill ourselves with bitterness, our difficulties will increase because we're accentuating our limitations and closing the doors of understanding. <coughs> the law of cause and effect. Everything we do to others will come back to us multiplied. We receive the effect of everything we cause. No one should be judged by the past mistakes, but by their current behaviours. 
law of cause and effect is directly related to the law of infinity and the law of correspondence. According to the law of infinity, by thinking we create or maintain a mental structure that is tuned with the mind and circumstances of others, we have similar thoughts. That is to say, we attract all that which is similar to our own thoughts. And the law of correspondence, our words and actions, are a direct consequence of the way we think and have an immediate impact on our relationships, our health and our finances, creating circumstances that match us by attitude and behaviour. Knowing the cause, that is the origin of every result that we obtain. The best way of achieving excellent results in our lives is to always think the best of all circumstances and all possible all people. To wish everyone the best, particularly those with whom we have had conflicts. To accept all the circumstances of life and an opportunity to learn new things. To render the best service to others without restriction or without any condition. To always maintain a pleasant and calm attitude. To enjoy immensely everything that we do. To appreciate deeply everything that we have. The law of saturation. Deliverance begins when suffering ends. We will receive the information of wisdom when we are ready to make an inner change, not before. Because the mind only accepts new options when it is saturated with the previous ones. Therefore, this information is for those who do not need to set supper further. A person finally becomes convinced of the utility of fighting against life circumstances that they cannot change. And they feel overwhelmed by the dreadful results they obtain in their relationships, in their health, or in their finances, or they are bored with what they are doing and desperate with the place where they live. That is, when they are overburdened with suffering, conflict, failures, or ailments. Are we ready to accept new information and will no longer put up resistance to any change? Then they will be able to make headway in the process of spiritual development. The mind becomes saturated after it has discovered the opposition and the suffering. It is only then that it is ripe to receive new information that will lead to obtain successful results. No one succeeds in transcending the suffering without having suffered. The law of generation. Everything that happens to us in life, we have generated ourselves. We have a great creativity capacity and we design our own life experiences by building our mission little by little, without knowing it, by weaving the plot of our own destiny to arise as a result of arguing with everything that they do not accept and cannot yet understand. At each instance, we are building our future. Everything that's been created in our mind, consciously or unconsciously, manifests as the reality in which we live. All creation begins with a thought or an idea and is then translated into the reality actions or related actions with everything that was previously created in a person's mind by their thoughts and imagination manifesting their life in a mathematical exact manner. However, the generation of the external circumstances is governed by the laws of evolution and correspondence, whose purpose is for the person to change their conception about life and adapt new behaviours in the circumstances that life presents them with, so that they can succeed in understanding and accepting what they're missing. When we understand that nothing and no one can harm us, but that is, when we understand that nothing and no one can harm us, and that is, we who generate all our life circumstances, we can start right there, creating a new life in order to do what we need to learn to acquire a taste of everything we do and to see the values of every experience we have, particularly the most difficult ones. In other words, it is a question of enjoying learning till we achieve invulnerable peace, total happiness, and the constant expression of love towards all people and all things. Our thoughts, words, and deeds today are the seeds of the fruit that we will harvest in the future. What are the seeds? 
that are sowing today in thought, word and deed. If we sow within ourselves acceptance, peace and trust, commitment, loyalty, service, enthusiasm, joy, self-confidence, calmness, flexibility, adaption and understanding of the value of the experiences that we have, we'll begin to harvest excellent results from now on. But the sequences of the law of generation is a powerful tool for transforming our lives. The mind's conception of life generates an inner approach to it, either an attitude of acceptance and appreciation of life or one of complaint and rejection. The attitude generates specific thoughts and feelings that are either positive or negative. These cause outer behaviour and is either peaceful or aggressive. This behaviour this behavior produces results that can be verified. They are either satisfactory or conflict and cause suffering. And verifying the results generates understanding of life and wisdom. In this last step of the result, in the last step of the sequence, we'll discover whether we are full of untruths that we need to discard, change, or whether, on the contrary, we are full of virtue and truths that we need to reaffirm. Generally, the personality has a combination of truths and untruths. The sequence demonstrates that as our conception of life begins change, so does everything outside us. Success in life is not possible unless our inner attitude is one of success. Each individual is the generator of all situations of their life, and other people are the instruments they choose in order to be able to have the experience they decide to learn. The law of compensation. All actions and services entitle us to be compensated. Perfect equilibrium is governed by the principle of action recovery, according to which any activity or movement consumes a specific amount of energy that needs to be recovered to maintain the efficiency and the continuance of the activity. Every human or divine interaction is maintained and is efficient due to the law of compensation. Every type of relationship, there is a healthy and mutual interest in being complementary and obtaining mutual benefits. Within our economic systems, the compensation is usually money. However, people establish other non-monetary forms of compensation. In order to remain within the law of harmony, it's essential for there always to be a clearly defined compensation. This is the only way for us to remain in balance with the universe and to ensure that the source that generates the products and services which make human well-being possible at all social levels are kept active and efficient. Giving without receiving leads to exhaustion of the source of mutual well-being, the disappearance of the products and service, and the deterioration of the quality of life and shared well-being. Receiving without giving produces poverty. People who are unable to serve create act, create act, accept their life or commit to some activity. In addition to the disastrous results that arise from the increase in poverty, which generates all kinds of psychological ills. The law of sharing. Appropriate information makes it possible to resolve all human problems. We should manage it as a loving service. The management of universal information is a hierarchical as it always flows in one direction only, from the levels that have, been of, that have more information towards those that have less. It says no one can give what they do not have or teach what they do not know. Sharing and distributing information within the human hierarchies is governed by the laws of evolution and correspondence to the universe, which determine the appropriate use of the information. For this reason, before giving information, it's important to ascertain that it is really appropriate information, so as to share it in a manner that is sufficient, efficient, and timely for both the person giving it and for that that's going to receive it. When sharing, giving, and receiving information, people can find themselves in one of the following situations ignorance, innocence, wisdom, or giving ultimately information. 
Understanding the dimension of love enables us to transcend every human limitation and achieve tremendous results of harmony. It's very important to bear in mind that the application of information as an action, whether it be for teaching or creation of goods, products and services, is always governed by the law of conversation. The laws of affinity. All beings of similar character tend to be in the same place or personal mental conditions creates affinity that attracts what is similar to it in the outer world. In order to develop internally the characteristics that are in tune with places, situations and people with a high level of satisfaction, it's essential, it's essential to keep a constant watch on our thoughts because they are the tools that program the mind and maintain the transforms of personality, which is the source of all human attitudes and behaviours that may determine our success or failure in our life experience. The art of personal attractiveness is an inner characteristic of the individual it has nothing to do with the concept of beauty, but with the spiritual development. That is why it can be said that everyone, without exception, can become highly attractive if they cultivate their own overrated virtues. These are developed using the techniques of wisdom, thinking, directing it in a voluntary and sustained way, and understanding the principles of the laws of the universe and of the life in order to be able to inform, to be informative of wisdom. It will be information that makes it possible to cleanse the mind of its acquired limitations, learning instead to fill it with principles of trustworthiness, commitment, loyalty and loving service. The best always associates with the best. Everything that we choose to feed eternally produces situations, people and places in line with our energy. We can attract the following principles of wisdom by thinking the best. Abundance. Correspond with abundance. Joy. Main reasons for being joyful in life. Trust, we're able to generate total trust. Enthusiasm, everything we do, make sure it fills you with enthusiasm. Happiness, how we have what we need for our happiness. Peace, that's something that brings us peace. Prosperity, we have the virtue of prosperity. And service, that our service is available to others. The law of empty spaces. <laughs> So we've only got the law of empty spaces, the law of options of love. The law of understanding left to go through. The law of empty spaces. An empty space tends to become filled with something new, which means that everything that leaves our lives, our minds, will be replaced with something new. With the exception of the absolute, everything in the universe is replaceable and nothing is indispensable. However, there is never an empty space. Everything is always full of something, even if it is innocence. For this reason, when something is removed from somewhere, very soon that place will be once again full of something new that will replace what was there before. The new thing may be the same, or similar to the previous ones, or totally different. Under the law of empty spaces, we are always accompanied, never alone. The feeling of loneliness is no more than a mental limitation, because it is impossible to be alone. Attachments, dependencies, the feeling of loneliness or abandonment that many people experience are a result of not recognising or accepting the need to manage the law of empty spaces. Human beings can learn to be happy, peaceful, helpful, respectful, healthy, abundant, prosperous and adaptable. Understand, understanding that with the exception of the spiritual plane, everything else is temporary and therefore completely replaceable. In addition, we can take advantage of the characteristics to totally renew the way we live. The things we use on a daily basis, such as the body, mental field and the way of interacting with people and other beings in the universe. Should any of these aspects currently not be fully satisfied? 
Let us remove from the mind everything that is not satisfactory to make space for new. By allowing the thoughts and attitudes of the ego to leave our lives, we're opening up space for the energy of wisdom to enter. The law of the option of love. The option of love makes it possible to pass the tests that life presents. The option of pride makes it impossible to pass through the gate to the realm of love, peace and happiness. Life is continually subjecting us to tests to measure the state of our spiritual development. All human beings, with greater or less frequency, face different situations with different degrees of difficulty associated with relationships, health, finances, and the places where we are, which confront us with our deepest fears. In this situation, what manifests are the mental limitations that we have not yet overcome, which trigger us in a, a state of anxiety, suffering, aggression, defensiveness, stress, guilt, anger, resentment, hate, vengeance, and violence are common to human experiences. When we understand the day-to-day -day difficulties we encounter and opportunities to learn what we do not yet know, and that subsequently will be presented with tests to verify what we have now learned of the laws of the universe and of life. That means that we are ready to use the option of love in the face of any type of difficulty that life presents us with. When the ego, which contains pride, is stronger than understanding, an individual is not yet able to see the options of love and therefore can obtain satisfactory results. Freeing oneself from inner conflict and finding peace, harmony and satisfaction in life require riding oneself, ridding oneself of pride, which is a poor counsellor because it's rigid. It does not recognise mistakes. It is not willing to compromise. does not know how to apologise. does not make the first move. never asks for help. does not forgive. does not insist. The law of the option makes it possible to give love an opportunity, particularly in situations in which there seems to be no way out. And we do not know what to do. It is then that it is necessary to gather up one's courage to accept the situation, setting pride aside in order to apologise if appropriate. Him to feel that we are the losers, wishing the ones who have defeated us all the best, or otherwise give away in our aspirations in order to give something someone else the opportunity to find their own happiness. And even learn to be happy with the happiness of others. And be thankful to those who attack us with their mistakes or ignorance because they give us the opportunity to learn to love and to transcend our own egoism by wishing them wholeheartedly prosperity, happiness and health and love. Every time we complete further learning of love, we are closer to achieving a life filled with happiness, peace, service, harmony, health, abundance and prosperity. When we learn to love, there is nothing left for us to learn from difficulties and one by one they will gradually disappear. There is always an option of love in any situation. Everything we do with love goes well. The option of love never fails. We must not limit our capacity to love on the grounds of external circumstances because what is happening around us is generated by us. Although we may justify our behaviour, it is often a consequence of our ignorance. We need to dismantle justifications because it is not things or people that upset us. It is we who are upset with them. And we realise that the problem is ours and not someone else's. Anger immediately disappears because the justification that was maintaining that bad temper leaves the mind. Consider this example. You're the company accountant, you go to look for a document in the files and it's not there. The usual reaction might be to get annoyed with the secretary who's responsible for filing everything. You're furious and you tell her off. You're secretly, calmly, you see your secretary calmly says, don't you remember? You're the one who took the document out and I gave it back to you and you forgot to put it back in the filing cabinet. The anger and irritation disappear right there because there is no justification. Justifications are a type of archive that make us suffer and get upset. It damages our relationships and prevents us from being successful in life. Justifications lead us to have negative reactions 
blame others, not take responsibility for our own processes and enter states of crisis, bitterness, frustration, depression, resulting in total properties of our lives. We learn justifications to effectful ideological systems or inappropriate information. And with phrases such as, when someone doesn't greet you, we cross. When someone misses an appointment, we cross and tell them off. When you see your partner with someone else, feel ill, jealous and distressed. When your son or daughter goes out without your permission, punish them. This is how we generate our archives of justifications. The option of love consists in being happy that someone else is happy, not in wanting to be right. We suggest taking advantage of all opportunities that life presents with us to free ourselves from pride. To achieve this, we can do the exercise of not contradicting anyone who disagrees with you. It's simple, unimportant things to start with. Pride wants love, understanding and accepts. As explained, the ego is a weapon. We use it to fight against life, which does not allow us to establish good relationships or achieve success. Once we, effect, effort, once we effectively replace the ego's weapons with the tools of love, we're ready to become human beings of peace and love and train ourselves to use the tools. The law of understanding. This is the law that makes it impossible to evaluate whether life's tests have been transcended. Life never repeats a destiny situation that has already been understood. There are no negative situations or circumstances, nor bad people who want to cause us harm. These are often just situations, circumstances and people with whom we are correspondents for carrying out our learning processes, though we do not yet understand them or take advantage of them efficiently. The only way of overcoming suffering, grudges, trauma, aggression, resentment, pain, illness and death once and for all is by understanding what life's experiences are teaching us. The different situations that we face and the circumstances that surround them are designed by destiny to induce understanding and the development of consciousness. Therefore, when we succeed in understanding what a situation is teaching us, it immediately begins to disappear from our lives and will not happen again. In any difficult situation, we should ask ourselves, what can I learn from this situation? We may not find the answer immediately, and therefore the situation will continue to be present. But when we understand what life is really trying to teach us, with each different difficult situation, we can use the tools of love, which will enable us to transcend personal destiny and all of the difficulties arising from it. Understanding gives us the ability to use the seven tools of love, which is using the seven things we give up when using tools of love in order to not step into behaviours of the ignorant. The ignorant try to change others in order to feel good, hide their incapacity behind the aggression, run from the best opportunities that life offers them, suffer in the face of possibilities of learning to be happy, blame others for their own results, criticise and judge all that is different from them, they complain about what they have, ha what they have and suffer because of what they do not have. In contrast, people with wisdom enjoy learning and see learning opportunities in difficult situations and therefore they begin to experience a new life in which happiness, inner peace and the capacity to serve and enjoy are independent of any event that happens around them. Understanding the true meaning of life enables us to completely rearrange our memories of past experiences as well as all of the processes of current existence and create appropriate conditions having an extraordinary future filled with happiness, peace, abundance, prosperity, love and a state of total personal satisfaction and peaceful coexistence with all other beings in the universe. Anyone who is happy with what they have can be happy with everything. There are no negative situations in the universe, only learning situations which are positive. All that is negative is the mental interpretation that the ignorant make of a learning opportunity. When a person faces what they consider a problem, in fact what they have before them is an opportunity to learn something about life find a solution to that difficulty. In the world of matter and form, there's no bad or good. Things, everything is neutral and necessary. Nothing happens to anyone that is not meant to happen for them. 
Drama occurs when we face situations from emotion and ignorance instead of understanding. Testimony is an opportunity for us to develop spiritually, but if we do not seize it, we'll make drama and tragedies grow around us. The laws of life have been explained here as part of the laws of the universe. They're closer. The seven laws of the universe act constantly and simultaneously, whereas we can be governed, whereas we can be governed or not by the laws of life, depending on our understanding or lack of understanding. However, ignorance of the laws does not exempt anyone from the results, besides which it is not enough to know them. We must be able to manage them through training. So remember, everything that happens is within the law. The I want leads us to discover the existence of the law. What we need leads us to the discovery that is necessary to obey the laws. It's impossible to miss what we need to grow spiritually. Being aware of the existence of the laws of the universe and of life help us to free ourselves from suffering, conflicts and fear. Respecting the experience of others and being ready to serve them, not subject to any conditions, is to express love in human relations. Nothing is created, everything is manifested or unmanifested in pre-existence. The law of clarity makes it possible for creation to exist manifest. Masculine principle is transmitter, the creator and the feminine principle is receiver and container. We act within the law of evolution when we undertake or allow learning. In each place, only that which must exist and happen does, and nothing happens to anyone but not meant to. Key technique for harmony is respect, which is expressed by accepting the supplementary personal experiences with those of others. Instinct is not rational or emotional, but automatic. Expect something and you'll be disappointed. The real opportunity is the opportunity to learn. Through our activities, roles, we learn what we need, destiny, and we fulfill the purpose of love in life, mission. When we recognize what we do not know, it's possible to set about learning and opening the flow of information of wisdom to us. I can't stop suffering unless I accept. I can't accept what I have not understood. I cannot understand unless I've had the experience or I know how the laws of the universe operate. So I'm not telling you to believe everything I've said here. Nothing should be taken as true or fact. The purpose of what I've told you is so you can practice and verify whether in your own life this information works and produces satisfactory results. As long as we do not know, then we have no alternative but to believe. But it will be wiser to believe in something that brings us peace, harmony, or hope of something better, and hold on to beliefs that bring us suffering. So, with this information, we've got three courses of action. You can give it in your library, you can carry it with you to show everyone, or you can integrate the information within you, so it becomes how you act. And in this last case, well, we obtain satisfactory results.